Greetings and God bless. Welcome to the Soft PTM Podcast. That's right. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. I don't raise my voice anymore. I've embraced gentleness. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at BurnsClan. This is not approved. Please follow at your own risk. PTM is also available now as an ASMR podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) Dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. To my right, we got the founder of The Witness. He has a very extensive bio. The myth, the myth, the legend. It's too late. The two-time best-selling author, the professor, <laughs> the writer, jamartisby.substack.com. Dr. Jamar Tisby, what's going on, brother? You can't go back to a standard introduction Hey, man, Mr. That. Blue Check verified himself. I, and maybe if maybe there's a market for this and we haven't known it, so <laughs> let us know. Let us know, G. Like, nah, I don't know. Hey, man, what, what's uh, a, have you heard that this is speaking, this brings up an interesting thing. I saw an ASMR sermon. What? Yes, a dude is doing ASMR got too much time on theology. Hands. Wow. That was fire to me, but it got ASMR is not my thing, but for those who it is, he was like he was in the mic, he was like, "I just want to talk to you about Jesus. Jesus loves you." Wasn't there a rapper who did that? Oh, see, that's even that's even better. <laughs> so the reason why we're doing this, I did this intro is, you know, playing off the title, of course. We're talking about this trend of the soft life of a black man, a black man's soft life. Now, have you heard of this? Because <laughs> I when I when I suggested this topic, Jamar was like, "This is off the wall. I don't understand this. I was What's going say, on?" This is this topic is a Tyler Burns special. How is this a Tyler Burns special? Because you saying I live a, a soft life of a black man? I, I'm, I'm saying you're in touch with the culture, and there's a lot that I learned from you that I had never heard about before. So apparently, this is a trend. So, have you heard of the soft life of black women? Like the soft life of a black woman? I think one of our colleagues, Bria Perry. I think she mentioned it. That's right. So I think she mentioned it in the previous retreat. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was very interesting. So there was a trend that took place on TikTok and they kind of expand around. I feel like TikTok shapes so much of culture now. Apparently. And I'm missing it. But go ahead. You're not on TikTok? (laughs) I'm on it. But then they started talking about Russia and I was like, I don't know how much I want to post on it. I am actually on TikTok. You can follow me on TikTok at Burns Clan. So yeah, Yeah, I am doing a little bit of reels. at Jamar Tisby. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was this idea of, of black women saying, I want to embrace the soft life and I don't want my life to be difficult at heart. But it was very interesting because it felt more like luxury items and, you know, sure. that Ali and I were talking about it before. It felt like, OK, like, you know, just bubble baths or, you know, just it, and, and self-care is good. But it felt like it was almost like a luxury right, type situation. Right, right. So then they came out with the soft life of a black man. And so we've been talking about this in our group chat, our guys group chat, you know, like what this looks like and everything. So the first video I saw, have you seen any of the videos? Yes. Okay. So what was your impression of the videos? (laughs) Why are you laughing like that? (laughs) Because I don't know, like, yo, if I'm being honest, I was like, this is par for the course. How so? Like, like tease that out. Bro, I've been cultivating what they now call the soft life for years. Okay, so in what way in particular do you see this as being, oh, this is just like par for the course? Well, I don't know if this is or, or how, how much of a trend this is among men or black men, but I don't know. Through a series of events, I just started taking self-care a lot more seriously and... 
Part of it was things like COVID when I would go walking or running outside a lot more. But it was also having an incredibly hectic schedule Mm -hmm. and saying, well, how do I maintain health, mental acuity, emotional, spiritual health in the midst of all this sort of going, going, Mm -hmm. going and sort of taking intentional pauses and, and really actually sitting down and figuring out what, what, what replenishes me? You know, what, what fills me up again that I might be able to give and continue giving. Mm. So it, you know, it's just, it's something that had been part of the, the fabric of the way I'm trying to do life for a long time. Right. And now it's got a hashtag attached to it. <laughs> so I have to admit that there was, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then when I watched it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay cool. You're washing dishes and you're reading a book and dope, but it's a, that's life. Right? Like, <laughs> that's, that's like living. That's not like the soft life. That's just, just the life. Right, right, right. right. And so, but I, I wanted to peel back and push past yes. that initial uh, hesitance and maybe critique that I had or scoffing that I had, you know, quite candidly and say, well, what's being sought after here? What's being mm. yearned for here? And I think a big desire that they're talking about is a life that isn't run by demands and productivity Mm. and capitalism or even a life that is just kind of run by a culture of hurry and a culture of rushing, but being able to savor and enjoy the moment. And in that, I think black men deserve that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm wondering about a couple of things because I'm just learning that this is a trend. Yeah, brother. Do you have any sense of where that term soft life comes from or what it's supposed to indicate? Oh, we took we took it from black women. <laughs> you, know, yeah. okay. you know how we do. <laughs> of we, course. Just, we just took that from black women. We're like, that's ours now. Naturally. You know? But I think I think it comes from the weight and the heaviness of existence and the desire for life. I think also kind of flipping that idea that life is hard and our existence is hard and our existence as black people is difficult. Mm. And so now we want to flip it and we want to embrace the soft life, which means that we want to embrace what I see as, as the cultivation of our own space, Hmm. the appreciation of our space, the appreciation of things that happen in the present and also the appreciation of what we have versus going out and trying to get something we don't Mm. or experience something we can't. And, charitably, like, I feel like that's the desire. And I think that's also, it's also a desire for, as you were mentioning, self-care and mental health. Right. For men to prioritize self-care, but also men to prioritize mental health as viable, as justified, as right, as necessary for our flourishing. Yes. Is there something about the flip side? What what is it implying? Well, if you're saying soft life, what is it implying about hard life? Is that what it's speaking well, to? And what is the hard life? I think that's the question, right? Yeah. Like, what is it implying the anti of? What is right. it saying it, it wants the opposite of? And I think for, for us as black men, you know, can't speak for black women, but I think the idea of black men, I think there is a sense where we're trying to figure out, can we, are we allowed to enjoy life? Because yeah. I think the messages that we've heard are that, one, that I think enjoyment is capitalistic. Huh. So enjoyment is found equals spending money. 
mm-hmm. or spending large amounts of money. Mm-hmm. That's one side of enjoyment. But I think also that on the secondary lens, we don't enjoy, we don't deserve enjoyment. We don't get that privilege right. because we have to work and toil and labor and provide and protect and be on. And, and so I think there's this idea that let's counter this notion that we have to just work ourselves into the ground. Yeah. But also maybe if we were able to enjoy life in a way that wasn't so cost prohibitive or, you know, capitalistic, maybe we'll live longer. Mm. Maybe we'll be able to enjoy soft life in our older years. Yes. Versus just enjoying it when we have our faculties and we were able to do all these things as young men. Maybe if we embrace a soft life now, it'll preserve us later. I feel like that's the essence of it. It's so interesting. I, I maybe I'm getting caught up in that term soft life because of the connotation. Can we talk about that? So when you hear the word soft, right, because that's a very interesting word for black men in particular. Yes. Yes. And some of the connotations (laughs) that I think you probably have experienced this as well growing up. The, the word soft is weaponized against black men and a specific type of black man. Absolutely. Let me speak to it in terms of just stereotypes about black women. Right. So um, studying black women's history and even contemporary works, there's these different categories that black women get stereotyped as. There's the Jezebel, who's right. the temptress. Right. There's the mammy the figure. Mammy, yeah. There's also the sapphire, which is depicted as this hard black woman hmm. who is, you know, demanding, assertive, gets what she, all these things that would be praised in men. But when hmm. applied to women, particularly black women are seen as a negative and a stereotype. And so again, that language of the soft life, what is that apply? What is that implying about different kinds of black women kind of a thing? But then when you talk about men, in, in every instance in, in my growing up, when you applied the word soft to a black male, it was negative. Oh, you being yeah. soft. You, 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 you weak, you know, is, is the implication. Yeah. Uh, soft is viewed as not only effeminate, but it's homophobic. Exactly. Because exactly. they're yes. applying the same kind of language to, to people who, um, who they want to trash because of their, uh, gender identity or, or sexuality. You know? Exactly. And that's what I was going to bring up is that word has been weaponized. And if you were called soft, you had to, quote unquote, defend your manhood. That's right. That's exactly right. So you had to be hard. Yep. That that goes down to even the things that we decide to do, like is, you know, there's this there's this trend on Twitter where people will say things about, oh, well, if you if you do this thing, fill in the blank, you must be homophobic slur, right? right? Like right. you must be this. Yes. Right. Because the, the implication is if you smile in a picture. Yes. Oh man. Right. So like even, even you think about, I feel joy while someone is taking my picture and I feel like I have to write or like, or do some, you know, where you're like, Manly, what? right? Like, yeah. well, where does that? Well, that comes from our broken picture of what manhood yes. is. Yes. And so now we feel as though, whenever we hear the soft life, that that's oh, that's number one, you're less than a man, or that's. But the word itself, I think, trips people up because, and there's a there's a real connotation of that, right? Like, is if we do embrace 
you know, or if we do stand in um, all of us, a, a three dimensional picture of what it means to be a black man. You know, that means, yeah, we love playing basketball. That means we love art. We love music. We love nature. We love taking care of our plants. We love taking care of our kids. Like we, we clean, we cook, like it's a holistic, but it's existence. holistic. Like yeah. we may box, we may, you know, do MMA, like we may do, but it's, it's a holistic picture of what a man is. But I feel like soft is provoking something in us. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's that's part of why I'm saying, oh, I kind of like this because it provokes something. But then there's another layer of I think America always decides to create luxury where Mm. existence should be. Mm. So like this is the whole minimalism movement. Hmm. So everybody's like, oh, yeah, but minimalistic living, minimal living. And people who are who are poor or in poverty are like that's just living. Yeah, it's, like, it's not. It's not. Yeah, they, we practice minimalism too. We Force call it being poor. Yeah, like we call it living. That's all we have, right? And I think we always try to, to create a luxury where uh, uh, actually access and where living and existence and thriving should be. Hmm. And so we take what should be accessible to all, and we make it accessible to some. Hmm. And we and That's we're right. like, oh, enter into this trend rather than the invitation of everyone. This is how life should be. We right. should be able to embrace the present yes. regardless of our bank account or how much property we own or how exceptional we are. We should be able to live, enjoy, thrive and flourish as image bearers. So going back to the language thing for a moment, I, I just think of alternatives like the spacious life. Hmm. Uh, the breathable life, because so much of our life is struggling to what breathe. What about gentle? The gentle life? The gentle life. Why you say it like that? There's you a lot of things. <laughs> you can do it. Why you, why you, why you have a high pitch in your voice? I don't understand this. Just I like amazing. the spacious life. Yeah. I like the spacious life. Like a room, you know, to, to yeah. spread out and exist. And, um, but, you know, maybe there, there is a, a sort of context that I'm not aware of that makes the soft life really makes sense if we knew, if I knew the context better. So, I like the provocation though. Yeah. And I like the idea of provoking a response in us that causes us to challenge ourselves yeah. and challenge each other. Especially for men, it's like subversive. Yeah, you, it's very subversive. Very subversive. I, I want to get into this idea of enjoyment of life. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you don't deserve the enjoyment of life or Ooh. have you felt like you don't deserve the enjoyment of life? Because one of the things I noticed about you, Jay, that is different, I think, for me, you really are in this season of your life taking time, space, room to create pockets of intense enjoyment mm. and pleasure and awe and beauty and wonder. And you're choosing to prioritize it. And displaying it publicly, <laughs> which is different, right? Like it's different right. than private enjoyment. Mm. You're choosing to say and declare to people, I am enjoying my life right now. Mm. And that is all I'm doing. My, my, my. So, okay. So there's interesting conversations about the consumeristic and capitalistic elements of all of this, right? Um, but to the moments you're speaking about, I'll take pictures of a 
succulent meal. <laughs> I will. Why you keep using that word? Because <laughs> we got the succulent right here, hard on the outside, soft on the okay, inside. Okay, okay. The, the people, plant between some, okay, us. Okay, it's right the plant. Here. Some people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the plant. Golly, um, man. It's a, it's a, it's a visual. It's a metaphorical symbol. Um, it's also like how I love these. Have you ever been to these like? full service barbers that use a straight razor they'll do a facial all of these have you been to one of these it's just a barber to me <laughs> like, oh no. my gosh that's just the barber no, to me. i haven't been to the full service ones you talked to me about yeah. those i haven't been to those oh man some of the ones that i've been they'll give you a, sh- a shoulder massage right so it's a whole right. experience sort of tailored toward uh male grooming and, and all of those types of things um those are moments of oasis for me uh I mean, you know this work. We we eat, sleep, and breathe racial we justice, we do. right? That is, quote-unquote, hard. In the term of struggling for equity, struggling for justice, all of these things. And I am, we've talked about this before. We are inundated with the deaths, the early deaths of black men. To the point, our sister Kemeny said, can, can black men live? You know, can black men grow old, yeah. right? Um and I'm thinking deeply about that. Hmm. I'm thinking deeply about that as a husband, as a father, as somebody who's vocal in this movement. One of the key tools of oppression, really the center of our oppression in the United States, is labor exploitation. Hmm. That we would be worked to the point to death. of death. Yeah. That's what I think the soft life can helpfully get at that's good is that our lives do not consist purely in what we produce but who we are and whose we are Hmm. yeah and and i think you bring up a great point about longevity and i think there's two conversations here right so i'm careful about bleeding them over which i know i did earlier but i think there's also there's longevity and then there's leisure leisure Hmm. And I think there's two questions within what I'm asking, which is, do we have the right to enjoy leisure? But then also, do we deserve longevity? Hmm. Do we deserve to live a long time? Do we deserve to survive life's challenges and thrive through them and in them? And so I think there's, there's, these are two questions that we're asking ourselves. And I'll just say this, like, yeah. this is hard internal work. Yes. It's actually the work of, Therapy, spiritual direction, right. counseling. Because one of the things that I'm, I've noticed is uh, my therapist asked me this question recently. She was like, "What? What does? Where can Tyler be Tyler?" Hmm. And as I'm processing certain things in my life, she's like, "Well, where can you be you? You know, in your work, right? In your labor, yeah. in your vocation, in That's your calling, huge. in your career. Where can Tyler be Tyler?" And I've always felt like that was a selfish question. Mm. Right, selfish. Mm. Well, I exist for other people. I exist yeah. to solve problems. Yeah. I exist to create space. Servant I exist leadership. To, yeah, yes. I exist to serve. I, I don't. I exist not to be recognized, but to recognize others, to help others. Part and it's like, well, where, where are you, you? And where can you be best, you? And where can you enjoy what you do? And where Critical can you not questions. turn the things that you enjoy into labor mm. and toil? Mm. Because it is, That's it is, it is work. Yeah. yeah. But when you turn it into toil, you start to hate the thing that you, you're supposed to love. Right, right, right. Right. What's supposed to be a blessing turns into a burden. And I'm, I'm, 
I'm learning that, right? I'm learning to confront that on the inside of me. And so I will say this is internal work, right? As we process what it means for us to navigate life and be not just black, but also be men. But I think another part of it that's, that's difficult to parse through is the soft life implies hardness. Right. Yeah, Ali and I were talking about this earlier, and she was on the same train I was in terms of this implies that blackness is hard. Mm. No, well, racism is hard. White supremacy right? like, is hard. White supremacy is hard. <laughs> but being blackness, black is right? Like, so, oh, it's, 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 it's so difficult being black. No, it's not. <laughs> like, it's difficult being black in a world that attacks us, but the difficulty is outside of us, not within us. Right, right. The That's difficulty critical. is external, not internal, because then we'll start to say something is wrong with our lives. Something is wrong with literally us. Mm. That's and we'll start to bleed it together, yes. you know? And so I think there's this level of, no, I, regardless of what we call it, I want to enjoy. Yes. I want to I wanna get to the end of a year, get to the end of a, a, a month, get to the end of a week, get to the end of a day, and know that I prioritized the ability to enjoy. And so I, I worked the muscle of enjoyment and awe and beauty and wonder intentionally, however best I could in that day. Maybe I didn't have the money to go on a luxury vacation. Sure. But I can, I can watch the sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe I didn't have the money to, you know, go and buy something expensive, but I could intentionally listen to the laughter of my children. And the longer I try to do this, the more I see the soft life, or if you want to term it something else, flourishing, is it consists not so much in these moments, the vacation, the nice meal, the whatever, but in a daily habit, Hmm. a daily discipline, not to make it sound onerous, but actually the small things we do on a regular Hmm. basis. Hey everybody, this is Tyler. This is Dr. Jamar Tisby. And we are excited that you're listening to this episode of Pastor Mike, but let me encourage you to support us. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Pastor Mike. And for just $1 an episode, just a dollar? now that's the bare minimum, that's four quarters. But if you want to go higher, okay, 5, go 10, higher. 15, right. 20, 25, whatever it is, that will keep this show going and keep the high quality that hopefully you enjoy. So thank you for listening, but you can take it to the next level. Patreon.com slash Pass the mic. We appreciate you. You asked earlier, do I feel like I deserve this? Or, or, or do we as black men in general feel like we deserve the soft life, spacious life, whatever? I, I would say yes, but also in sort of my actions, I would say no. Right. Mm. Like my actions said that I didn't deserve it. Right. Because I would constantly work and feel guilty not working. That was the that's the kicker. I enjoy a lot of the what I call chill, chill, dog, chill, chill, chill. When you're not doing it and you feel like you should be doing it, which, again, is a sort of form of labor exploitation. Right. 
Like as we record this, it's Black History Month. It's one of our busiest months because we're black people right. who speak about race. And I'm grateful for the opportunity. But I'm always sort of reminding people that an option on like MLK Day or for Black History Month or for Juneteenth is not to do, but to rest. Yeah. Like yeah. that to me is subversive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we talk about living the soft life um, as black people in general and black men specifically. Yeah, it was funny. I actually, um, for this MLK Day, it's been a while since, I think they didn't do it last year, but we had a we have a local parade. And so I went with my wife and kids to the parade and they were shooting down the street. So it, it ended up, <laughs> I didn't find out till afterwards they started shooting down the street. I didn't, we weren't a part of that. Okay. So, but I remember going to the parade and being in the parade with my church as a kid huh. and the enjoyment. And it's been years since I've participated or but years since I've just attended. So this was one of my first times attending, you know, the yeah. parade. And it was the first time being able to take the kids to the parade okay, and really let them experience and see black culture and mm. see, you know, it was, it was a little interesting, you know, cause you had some, uh, white folks beating drums and everything. So I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> you know, have y'all seen that? Have y'all seen that TikTok where they were beating the drums and dancing? I'll show it to you after. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were beating they the drums. Were and they were participating? No, there was, was a, just... there was, yes, in, in MLK Day celebration. Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's on a particular, that was All a right. separate situation, not in Pensacola, but there was one in Pensacola where they were beating on the drum. I was like, this isn't giving what you no want it to give. So, <laughs> like, I think you just sponsor someone to be in the flow, yeah. like be a part of the parade. But I appreciate the attempt. I appreciate the effort. But in that moment, I said, wow, this is this really was healing, helpful. Mm. I didn't I didn't have to do a panel. <laughs> I didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? Didn't I have did, to work. Did my didn't little reel. That's yeah. it. You know, but I didn't have to do a lot. I actually just got to enjoy and maybe the soft life is appealing because the soft life is the statement that we use to describe the abundant life. Yeah. I think maybe that's, that's what it is. Maybe it's do. just the abundant life. And I love the invitation of Jesus, you know, especially in Eugene mm. Peterson's, um, you know, paraphrase was yeah. come, come to me, come away with me and I'll teach you a new way of living. I won't put anything heavy or forceful upon you. And I love that idea. Yes, his yoke is easy. His burden mm. is light. Those are sweet words. Yes. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. You know, and I, I oftentimes I'm like, it's hard. I'm struggling. I'm dealing with it. I'm, I'm, and and then, you can't show it. And you yeah. can't be honest about mm -hmm. it. Well, I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm good. It's okay. I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. be all right. It's all right. I'm be it's all right. A, and I think it confronts our denial. And so whatever we want to call it, whether it's soft life, abundant life, gentle life, spacious life, we need to live. And you know what it does to not do that? It it puts ourselves in the place of God. Because <laughs> yeah. if we're talking about living the so-called hard life and not showing weakness and not being so-called soft, then what we're saying is we don't need rest. We don't need recovery. Hmm. We don't need support. And the only one of whom that's true is God. Hmm. So it puts us in the position of being the creator and not the creation, which inherently comes with the need for rest, which inherently comes 
with the need for help, right? And to the extent that we would deny that out of some sense, misguided sense of masculinity, we're actually denying the opportunity for Jesus to minister to us in the ways we most need. Ma, ma, ma. Like, so, so, so if there is a pitfall of the soft life, is that it's only surface level, that we would engage in these habits or these activities, and it's really just scraping the surface of what really needs to happen in our souls. Hmm. This is why we get, if, if you get a facial, a manicure, a pedicure, first thing they do is strip off the dead layer so that the oils and the materials that they use can penetrate deeply. Yes, yes. And if yes. what we're doing for self-care, for the soft life, is not penetrating deeply, then it's all literally cosmetic in the classic sense of the term, surface. Right. And so it, it, and we're, we're trying to create space, but we don't actually create space within our, our internal heart our existence. and our soul. Yeah. But we just create the appearance of space on the outside, on the outside and the external. It's, and that's and that's challenging because I think again, this is the issue with the trend. Mm. We have to reorder our lives, and I've, I've been thinking about this. What does it look like for Black people to reorder their lives intentionally over the course of of generations mm. to embrace living as viable, mm. to embrace thriving as viable and normal and normal. And not coupled with some sort of inherent intrinsic resistance mm. that drains the soul, wears out the body, um, in many cases kills the body, yes. uh, destroys the mind, you know, weakens the hands. But there is yet still, and at the same time, being prepared and ready to fight and stand up for justice wherever we see it. But also saying, we want to see in the future the creation of living and existence and flourishing and thriving as holy, as, as righteous, as holy, as something we are deserving of, something we are worthy of. And we don't have, we can just live. That's what I want for my, I want, Not be I want for my kids to, to be able to live. Mm. I want my children to have lives. I don't want them to be like, okay, well, we got to fight this. We got to fight that. We be prepared, be, be aware, be ready. But then there's something beautiful about just being able to live. And that's what we're working so hard for. I really, first of all, I think you, you made a great point. This is generational work. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it took generations for us to have this existence where uh, being black in a white supremacist world is, is the way it is, right? Um, and so untangling this is going to be a generational thing and it can only begin with us. Maybe you were blessed to have folks who came before you who were trying trying to model this living. Yeah. But I do think it's going to take us a while as a community to normalize living, right? Um, and then I always, I thought of this at the top of the conversation, I sort of always think of um, David as this guy with a myriad skills some of which would not be coded as manly, right? right? Yeah. Writing songs, writing poetry, playing, playing instruments, instruments yeah. um, dancing, uh, 
but also a military commander and a king and all of these kind of stereotypical images. But it all existed. It all Within coexisted person. in yeah. a person. Um, and I, and I want to believe that as black men, we can love the arts. We can, uh, love fashion. We can do all yeah. these things that have been coded as not as soft. Um, but really it's part of simply living in the diversity of who God created us to be. Amen. I guess we embrace the soft life. Is that what I we guess, do? I, I guess. I want to hear what our listeners. succulent plant. I want to hear what. I want to hear what. This is why. I want to hear what a listener. What our listeners are thinking. I want to hear what our black black men are thinking who listen to the podcast. Are y'all embracing soft life? Tweet at us. I'm at Burns Clan. He's at Dr. Jamar Tisby or Jamar Tisby. At Jamar Tisby. At Jamar Tisby. Yeah. Jamar Tisby. Um, tweet at us. Message us. I want to hear what this looks like for you. But I hope. No matter what, whether you're embracing soft life or not, that we're all embracing abundant life Amen. and we're able to experience that. 